rolling and trying to kiss me riding dirty. 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 My music's so loud. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 29 of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Sneaky Weasel Lager and Hey Y'all Southern Ice Teas, the official alcohol sponsor of the show. What's up, everybody? We're back. Another big episode. A lot of shit on the go. Jason Davidson couldn't be with us today. Busy guy, as as you guys all know, pretending that he's making money for everybody else and none for himself. But uh, hopefully he'll be back to uh, to to get back at us for that comment here one of these days. But uh, with me today, Scotty Barron's back. How you doing, Scott? Good, cause of you. Yeah, it's been uh, been a week and a half. I haven't seen you. I'm I'm missing you. You're smiling, uh, red ginger face there. Uh, <laughs> I have a question though. Uh, you know, this is the NFP podcast and I've stopped, I've halted bailing and uh, picking bales to, you know, show my dedication to the, you know, brand. Oh, yeah. And and Jason's what? what uh, batting practice? Yeah. What, what the fuck's he doing? What is this? Yeah. Just picks and chooses when he can be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, it is tough. It is tough to, you know, to, to pull these off, especially when shit gets busy. And now that the, the world's opening up, my hats are off to all these guys that are fucking uh, doing it every week and radio guys and all that sort of stuff. And not like we're making money off it. I guess that's probably why we're not too fucking. Uh, <laughs> don't you, hey, don't you be fucking lying to me. Are you pocketing cash on me? Come millions. on. Yes, millions. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's fun. It's all good fun. Like we said, we'll try to keep these coming to you guys as much as we can. But uh, what's been going on? What have you been doing? You've been uh, haying, been fucking busy. Father's Day good. How's things? Yeah, everything was good, man. Shot some golf there uh, um, with Braden and the, the in-laws and Dylan. And it was good. Yeah, had a pretty good round. You know that hole down there you had the albatross on? Yes, sir. Never forget it. I didn't get an albatross, ah, <laughs> but I parted that long bitch. Oh, so I was right. happy. Yeah, that's so. cool. No, it's been good. Just rolling here. Uh, things are opening up. You know, it's uh, I'm starting to get lots of calls through the Wrangler program. Um, things are a buzz, so that's good. Things yep. are happening. I good to see. You. I think July fifth. Uh, you don't have to quarantine when coming across the border if you're. Double vaxxed, they just announced. And then uh, July 11th in Saskatchewan, they just announced yesterday that it's wide open, no mandates, no rules, no masks, no fucking nothing. So, wow, long time coming, year and a half, two years, and good to yeah. see, man. Fired up. Let's do it. Yeah, good for you guys. Good for you guys. We're going to lag back a little and wear masks for another five to eight years. <laughs> that's, that's the way I feel over here. Fuck. Um, makes me excited to know that people are open up because hopefully it's going to spread and soon there won't be, um, we won't won't have any choice but to join you. So I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it for sure. Game on. Okay. Do you hear about this fucking guy? I don't know if it's like Nova Scotia or Newfoundland or some fucking place out east and he got swallowed by a whale. You heard this story yet? Well, I got to be honest, I was flipping through my phone yesterday morning early and I seen something about this whale that jumped out of the water and <laughs> I just kind of never paid much attention, but I presume that's what I was supposed to be watching. I, like, oh, dude, dude, yeah. Is it fake? No, fuck no. I, I don't think so. Like he was legit like hospitalized and shit. And he was doing interviews and uh, news stories and shit. And he was hilarious, man. He was just like had a pack of darts in his hand and he still had his fucking 
uh robot or what's it called from the hospital like your yeah whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. He's wearing that stuff still at home in the news your gown your gown. gown yeah the news people were doing it with him he's like yeah i was just fucking swimming and this whale just swallowed me up but fucking could you imagine getting swallowed by a whale just out for a swim was that was it a killer whale like the black and white ones i don't know i have no idea i don't know what the hell it was but he was he's a lobster guy, lobster fisherman or whatever, and he was diving and yeah, just come up on him and fucking swallowed him, but spit him out. <laughs> it did. It's oh, well, I was I was gonna say it. It spit him out. Well, no shit. He's still here to do a fucking radio interview. So <laughs> shouldn't be alive. Yeah. So that's yeah, that wild. would that would make your uh, your butt pucker if one of them were fucking cold trailing you in the water, eh? Yeah, no shit. That's what, yeah. I don't, I probably haven't heard anybody else uh, being swallowed and, and coming out of it alive. So, uh, <laughs> good for him, man. Fucking good for him. Um, PBR updates. Shit was rolling there last weekend. Chad Berger puts on his famous event in Bismarck, North Dakota. Big fucking um, trophy saddle and a gun and all sorts of cool stuff for winning that event. One of the prestigious events of the summertime. One of those that similar to big sky could be a, a built for tough event or an unleash the beast event for sure. So all the guys want to go and win that one. And of course, Jose Vitor Leme keeps on his role and, and wins that event. He was 95 and a half cool. on, on the right stuff. So really good, really good ride there. Really fucking high score. Hola. And I think, uh, yeah, he rode all his bulls and, and won that event. So congrats to him and cool event, man. Lots of shit on the go right now. Yeah. That's good to see 95 and a half. He said, Mm-hmm. Holy not Christ. a bad score not a bad fucking Fuck. score yeah i don't know who's so- judging and i haven't seen the video yet but i mean good bull um tough to ride but i think it was like a bounty ride and shit too on top of it or they sell on the show so yeah oh yeah for sure a nine but oof, tough. 95 and a half Just hey nine. you had a 91 at yours so that's <laughs> 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 oh, shit. sounds cool uh dakota lewis Friend of the show as well goes 90. Good to see that, man. That guy's having a, yeah. a career year. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy, too. He's been grinding it out for a lot of years. And, you know, he's not the young guy. You know, he's not a rookie. No, he's was... been doing it. And uh, really good to see him fucking step out there and smash that one. I was going to say, Dakota's been going a long time. And you're right. You hit the nail on the head. He is a super nice guy. Uh, yeah. Good to see. Good to see that things are clicking along right now. Because I don't know, how old would he be? Uh, he'd be my age for sure. I would say, yeah, 28, 41, 41. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting there. Uh, 28, yeah. 29. I'll have to double check that. I think, but I think he's somewhere. Yeah. In I don't think he's 30 yet, but he's, he's up there. I think. In the, I think I, I think, I think, I think he's been going longer than he has just because he's come to Canada a lot for a lot of years. So yeah. kind of got to watch him. Yeah. Montana right across the border. So lots of those guys, you see them up here when they're 18 ish, right. For trying to get on tour and sit and doing it up in Canada, it's closer to go to Canada for them than it is to go South. So yeah, it's good to see, man. Good for him. Dalton castle also back from injury. I think he was 90 as well. Made a couple good bull rides, rode a uh, foghorn Leghorn. Uh, a guy that if he can stay healthy, fucking look out, man, world title in, in his future. If he can keep that shit healthy, other rodeo news, Stefan Tanita, uh yeah. kick some ass at the college finals a former uh, student of the luke snyder and uh my school and you know is a good saskatchewan kid that's fucking good family uh good yeah. to see him going down there i was talking to his dad the other day and his coach is fucking seth Klaus. 
Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. speaking, speaking of nice guys. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So he's living down there with, uh, with Seth. And, you know, I think he's going to enter some rodeos and shit. And I said, well, if you're going to go rodeo and that's the guy to have fucking enter. And yeah, that guy went harder than anybody. That crew of those guys out rodeoed everybody. And yeah, great guys killed it. So Steph's making his way in the world, man. He's riding good. He went around, made the short round. I didn't hear how he did the short round. So it mustn't, mustn't have done any good, but good to see him uh, doing good and stepping up and trying to make it as at the highest levels that he can right now. Yeah, I did see one of his rides. It was a black and white bull. I don't know. Yeah. 83 or something like that. So that's not yeah. right. Yeah, the Vold bull, I think, around the left, back to the right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's funny to see those kids already at that level, college finals. Seems like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. He was only so begin- just style. starting the junior steer ride, right? Now yeah. they're crazy. Yeah. Time flies. Uh, Quentin Taylor as well is a good, uh, a good young guy from, um, Alberta that rides bulls. He rides bucking horses, kind of does it all, but he's somebody that, uh, in the future here to look out for Canadian finals, NFR, all that shit. He's a fucking hand. I seen him ride last year at some of those CCA rodeos and, uh, he's got all the tools in his toolbox yeah. to, to go him and Case Thompson rolled together when I was, when I watched him go, but well, that's another, that's a good duel right there. Yeah. Yeah, good kids wanting to rip it. So, yeah, good to see those young Canadian guys. I think there were some other Canadians and some other events. So, good to see that guys going that college route. It's a good way to go. Get your education and, and then still rodeo. And lots of those guys do it just to, to be able to live down there. I know the Larsons and, and lots of those guys when we were going, college was never really in my <laughs> in my fucking <laughs> uh, aim, obviously. But uh, a lot of them do it and then you know, go to enough college rodeos to, to get to get by through their schooling and just so that they can have a residency down there and live down there and rodeo down there. So yeah, it's a good way to, good way to go get an education out of it and something to fall back on when you're, when you're done your career. Yeah. I have, you know, it's, here's another time flies. Braden, he's uh, going into a senior year of high school next year and tossing different things around. And that's come up too. you know, if, if uh, maybe a scholarship or something to go south, I myself would like to see him go West you know, per million olds, mm-hmm. uh, for now, but, uh, hard to believe he could be yeah. going, he could Good be going down experience. there. Yeah. Yeah. For experiences sure. go and do it. I, uh, was, was college ever on your out or was just getting through high school? Good enough for you. Come on. Is that a <laughs> fucking, is that a fucking joke? Are you being rude? <laughs> no, no, shit. No, man. No, no, it wasn't. Never <laughs> no. was. I was fucking lucky to get through high school, man. I, yeah. Took grade 10 science three fucking times. Dude. <laughs> so I not was, a scientist. <laughs> no, not a scientist. No, I, I never did. I never was planning on going. I I do wish now I would have took a taken token. Token, <laughs> there it is. So I, didn't I was English. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do um, wish I, I would have taken a trade. Like yeah. A secondary trade. Yeah. Um, But at the time... I guess everything happens for a reason. You know, I was out of school in the rodeo and fighting bulls and Hey, life's not that bad. I've had her pretty good. So, but yeah. I, I do encourage kids at schools and stuff when I put them on now to just look into, cause we've talked about it a thousand times on the pod here. It goes so fast, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, your career, it's not a young man's, uh, no. it's not an old man's um, career, whether it's, 
yeah. whatever, fighting bulls or riding bulls, whatever. But I do encourage kids to have something in their back pocket when when the time comes and they're done. So yeah, yeah. Fucking right. Speaking of fighting bulls, did you see uh, the video that Lane Laplante did the, the one ninety one productions that he did for the for my event? Bucky's handy, I, eh? Right. Okay. Yeah. So. I have to say I got to know Lane Laplante on a new level on <laughs> last Saturday when we went golfing. Uh, that guy is, uh, we were just talking about it here a couple of days ago. He is fucking hilarious, uh, right? Uh, yeah. No, I, I did see it and it was awesome. Well put together. Um, yeah, yeah he's talented. Very yeah. talented. Yeah, he does get okay. so he's got some more some more of those videos coming together. And for everybody, if you want to get a hold of him, he can make those kind of promo videos if you get them hired up for your events and shit like that. So he's been doing some good what is that called? Videography? I don't know, something whatever. Sure. It's gotta be something like that. It's called Just directing. He'll make directing. fucking badass videos for you. That's what he'll do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 191, right? 191 productions. productions. Yeah. 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 Okay, so, yeah. Shout out to him. Um, one thing that I got to get off my chest, this one's fucking ridiculous. I don't know if you have seen this, Scott, but I've got it sent to me by a few different people. And it's from a legend. It's from um, Terry Don West. And he puts this uh, status on, on Facebook about the Sonny Ledford song, you goddamn right, Jim Sharp, which I'm sure all of our young listeners fucking know. Everybody my age, your age, fuck. Yeah. The song. Anyway, this is what he puts. Total fucking clown move, Terry Don West. Here it goes. The song, You Goddamn Right, Jim Sharp, is very offensive to me. Do not use God's name in vain. This is what the Bible says. It's one of the Ten Commandments. You bowriders take this song and burn it straight to hell where it belongs. Now for the songwriter, how dare you sing such a piece of shit song? Jim Sharp, the world champion bowrider, is a nice guy. This song should never be associated with Jim Sharp. God bless. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I read that, and I got a couple. <laughs> uh, I like. I almost want to say it sounds like someone else, like a fake account or something. Yeah, no, that's him, dude. I was. I went through all of his stuff, and he's got quite a few different Facebook posts like that, just off the wall. And not shitting on the guy. Fucking great. Uh, a great bull rider, but I don't know him personally. But that's just an absolute fucking clown. Fucking statement. Okay. Clown stuff. But here's my second point. Mm -hmm. How long has that song been out? Like 2009? Like, yeah, it's like so, so 12 years old. To yeah. my point, Terry Don West, you're a little part Bye. of my French. <laughs> fucking late to the party, dude. <laughs> yes. And the lyrical genius of that song? Ty Murray dates Jewel, now he drives a Lexus. I'm the baddest motherfucker out of Stephenville, Texas. Yeah. Huh? I went from a trailer with holes on the floor to a mansion on fucking whores on the floor. That's <laughs> lyrical genius. <laughs> Let's pull yeah. up. Oh. I, I did. It kind of seems to be the way of the world here lately. Since I, I notice it more since COVID, that uh, people just need something to bitch or about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so hey, here's yeah. another one, mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to trump that. But mm -hmm. did you hear that they're going to change, they're going to drop Father's Day to yeah. Special Persons Day? No, I didn't hear that. I heard there was some different stuff with Father's Day and with Canada Day and all sorts of different shit on the go. What the fuck? Okay, to all our NFP listeners out there <laughs> and anybody that wants to tune in and hear this, mind your own fucking business. Let things be how they've been for 
however, 200 years, whatever. It's Father's Day. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry if your mom went out one night, <laughs> come home, and you don't have a dad that you know about. Not my fault. Yeah. Because you and I, and, and yeah, you and I and lots of people are father to wonderful kids. Yeah. Uh, like, and yeah, well, Mother's why? Day. Like, there's different, there's days for everybody. Like, why do you got to shit on fucking certain days? Just fucking let the holidays be that they've been for a hundred years and don't, uh, don't get into it. But yeah, back to the, to the Terry Don West thing. <laughs> uh, this one's just, it's just deep me up because like, I don't understand the Bible. I'm not, you know, I, uh, the, the Christianity, all that stuff, but it's got to say somewhere in the Bible, like don't fucking tread on a motherfucker, you know, like don't be, don't talk down on somebody else or shit talk somebody else. Right. If you're a true Christian person, aren't you supposed to forgive and wouldn't your status be this guy needs help if he's writing songs like this? Like, isn't there a, isn't that a total contradiction of what you were saying? Plus he's swearing in the status. I don't don't, say that. Like I said, I've never read the Bible. I don't, I don't know much about Christianity and all that stuff, but uh, that, that the the whole scheme of that seems really fucked up, but like I said, great bull rider, nothing against his career that way, but just an absolute <laughs> clown. Well, I, I like you, have have never uh, thumbed through, and hopefully this doesn't open up a can of words, but have not <laughs> thumbed through the Bible myself, to tell you the <laughs> truth. Um, but I, yeah, man, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, just enjoy life. Fuck, you don't have to bitch about it. It's a song that's freaking 10 years old for 10, 11, 12 years old. For Christ's sakes. Yeah. Plus, and then he's going off about Jim Sharp, like as a world champion, all this shit. Sonny wrote that fucking song with all the bow riders. Like he was partying with all those guys and they were writing those songs. You know, there's part of Justin McBride's intro to his podcast on here was him, a voicemail that he left Sonny Ledford one day saying, Hey, Sonny, we're down here in room, whatever, drinking beers, singing cowboy songs. Come on. You know, like he was hanging with all those guys and they were writing those songs and they were all in good fun. And like, I guarantee you, Jim Sharp knows that fucking song and probably fucking loves it. Right. I mean, like, you know, I don't know, whatever, but yeah, total contradictions the whole way around in that status. But we're going to talk about it because that's our Western lifestyle word. And that was an absolute sound <laughs> move. I guess we will have ourselves some Hey Y'all Southern Iced Teas. Hey Y'all Southern Iced Teas. Our tea is always served fresh, iced, and hard. This vodka-based iced tea is brewed with genuine black tea and lightly sweetened. Enjoy a Hey Y'all Southern Iced Tea while taking in the main bow riding event or sipping a cold one on the porch. Hey Y'all Southern Iced Teas, the official refreshment beverage of the NFP podcast. Woof. So, uh, Tough Cooper... You see, speaking of Facebook statuses, says no dice to the Calgary Stampede. Uh, I have, I've heard total different stories on this that some people are saying that they're telling them they have to be vaccinated. I'm hearing other people saying that they're not, they don't have to be vaccinated. I don't know what's true, what's not true, but there was a Facebook status of Tough Cooper saying that he will not be going to the Calgary Stampede. Great show, great rodeo. It's hard to give up that much money, but he has to stand up for his morals and he doesn't believe in the vaccination. And he doesn't believe in being forced to get vaccinated to go to a rodeo when you don't have to be forced in your own country to do it. So he has withdrawn from the Calgary Stampede. Yeah, I've heard mixed thing, mixed uh, reviews or comments on it as well. Uh, I think it's it's uh, tough slugging over there right now because there is a lot of opinions both ways. Most of it boils down to, from what I can take from everything, is don't force me to get a vaccine. On the flip side of that is 
if you want to play, you need the vaccine. We're not telling you to get it. Mm-hmm. We're saying if you want to come, you have to have it. So mm-hmm. I guess Duff made his choice, and uh, that's the way it's going to boil out. I was under the understanding right from the start that you had to be double vaccinated to go. Sorry, you had to have one vaccination, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was talk, talking with Brett Monia the other day. Um, he went and got his first shot because if you come in, don't quote me on all this, but if you come in close contact and you've had one vaccine, you only have to sit out, or your first vaccine, you only have to sit out one day okay. and have your tests. If you have no vaccine, you're done. Hmm. So, he went and got his just in case something happened. Yep. Um, so, and he, and really it was something he struggled with because he wasn't sure if he wanted it either, yeah. but uh, that was the conversation we had. I said, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. If you want to uh, go, yeah. you know, you got to get it. So I already said, I put a lot worse shit in my body than a fucking whatever's in that vaccine. So it doesn't bother me. <laughs> let me pump that shit in my fucking veins and let's rodeo. Come on. <laughs> well, let me get to America at home and pocket. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I think I think we uh, we talked about that about Josh uh, Frise saying that same damn thing. He goes, "Are you kidding me? The <laughs> shit I put through my body. <laughs> put that in there. I don't give a shit. Give me the second one right behind it. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, I wonder if there's other guys that are going to be pulling out because of that. And I heard that there is an exemption for. For Americans that come up, they don't have to quarantine and do all that sort of stuff. So that kind of kiboshes the whole no Americans coming up because they have to quarantine 14 days. There's an exemption if you're a contestant at the Stampede, right? I believe so. And and have you heard any more about the bubble? Is there even a bubble anymore? Yeah, I've heard that there is. So the, the Alberta government, it'll be opened up, but the city of Calgary has their own rules as well as the Calgary Stampede has their own rules. So. Sure. Um, I think that, yeah, something about like, you have to stay within the people that you've been around. You can't, you can't be around the foreigner guys. Your families can't come to the infield, um, bunch of different things like that, but it's all, you know, you hear from different people, different things. So, uh, fucking good luck to, to them all with, with all the mixed emotions and mixed fucking nobody really knows what's going on. It's going to be such a crapshoot i hope they pull it off good and smooth without any wrecks just because it's such a big show and such a big production that so many moving parts it's going to be tough to control everybody and it'll be probably like the nfr i'm hearing too that they're doing tests like every day yeah and i think you so fail your test you're out you know so yeah. if you're sunday you're coming in first your sunday same as the nfr those people that were getting yeah. uh yeah. disqualified the last days or whatever because they tested positive i think that's just going to be part of the fucking game for that one too I've been I've been talking to some peeps that are fairly close in the Calgary Stampede organization, and I think there is that underlying worry that somebody is going to get sick, and you know the ultimate yeah die die or something, and and it's going to get you know linked back to that um, to the Calgary Stampede. So I, I do wish I like you said I hope it all runs smooth. I hope they get in, get out, get it done, and. Uh, and move on and hopefully everybody in this whole western lifestyle can come back and start fresh next year and yeah and, and right from january january 1 to december 31st <laughs> let's so. go baby i think that'll be yeah, the yeah. stone that'll be like the, everybody will follow suit of what happens there that'll go smooth everything i bet will roll and be open and go smooth 
shit goes down there. Which I don't like, like the same as the NFR. They were having positive cases and people just fucking had to go home and quarantine. Like we've all lived through it. I don't think it's oh gonna be the end of the world. Just let her fucking, you know, go like it'll make people too, like, you know, talking about Zane Lambert and shit. He's like, you're not going to be going to the ranchman's at night because of if you do come in contact, get that test, it could cost you. I heard it's half the money too. I heard it's 50,000 for the champions, yeah. not a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, still could cost you that, that much money. I'd, I take, take it. I don't know about you, hey, but I take it. I got a good one for you. I'm talking to Zane as well. He goes, uh, I'll try not to fucking uh break my arm, patting myself on the back here. But uh he phones me and he goes, uh, dude, fucking they're trying to get a hold of Coverchuk, Cody Coverchuk. He had a spot and they couldn't get a hold of him, and he lost his spot. But now there's another spot open for him, but they still can't get a hold of him. And Zane's like, I know that he knew I was talking to him for coming to my boat riding there the other weekend. And uh, I was like, yeah, I was just fucking talking to him like yesterday. So I get off the phone and get a hold of cover Chuck. And I was like, hey, they're trying to get a hold of you to, for a spot in Calgary. He's like, oh, fuck you, wicked, bro. 100,000 be sick right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, fuck here. Get this number. So I gave him the, the Calgary administration's number and then talked to some guys at Calgary and, and got them the correct contact information for cover Chuck. Yeah, now he's going to be fucking riding at the staff feed. So what a world. <laughs> Jesus, eh? Who would have thought? Sitting on your couch and all of a sudden, nah, let's let's uh, let's make a run for fifty grand in yeah. this in this COVID uh, year. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we'll Good have to him. get uh, we'll have to get cover check on here too to tell his story one day. Because holy shit, if anybody doesn't know that name, Canadian champ, been through some ups and downs and uh, a wild, wild story, and back in the PBR now, ready to roll. So it'd be. Uh, He's got quite the story. Hopefully one day he'll come on here and share it with us. I'll talk to him about it. But yeah, good to I, see I, him back. Good to see him back. Good to see him in the PBR and back fucking on the right track and going and winning money like he should be. I was a little surprised uh, to see him at your place. I didn't know that he had got back in and that's great. Um, mm. I hope he uses this opportunity to kick some ass. And you're right. I think he should, if he gets a chance or feels up to it, it would be a great story to tell and, but a lot of people could learn from it. So, oh, yeah, 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 great to life, man. Um, hockey has been unreal. Holy fuck, Stanley Cup playoffs. Montreal Canadiens are doing good, which I don't know, man. That one's a fucking toss up for me. I've never Kay. been a Habs fan. Fuck, I don't no. like them. We just had an argument last yeah. on Father's Day, actually, not an argument like we weren't fighting on the front lawn or anything, but uh. <laughs> I'm not a Habs fan either. Never have been, never will be. My only soft spot there is Carey Price. I would like yeah. that guy. I'd like him to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, he's been playing a long time. He's a, he's a BC, he's a Canadian. Uh, you know, he ropes a little bit. He, yeah, he's cowboy. Kind of, yeah. Cowboy. Yeah. Met his dad. His dad looks like relic off the beachcombers with a cowboy hat. You know, Beauty. he's he's about as country as they come. So yeah. I would, I'd really like to see him uh, yeah. pull it off and he's on fire right now. So great. Weber, Weber too. Shea Weber is an old guy that's been in the league for a lot of years and supposedly locker room guy, a big leader and, you know, one of the coolest cats in the game. So it'd be good to see those two, but I don't know. It's tough sledding and it's Canada and all everybody up here is like, Oh, it's Canada's team. Like, fuck that. There's more Canadians on the fucking Vegas golden Knights than there is yeah, on the right. Montreal Canadians. And then plus they see things like the CN tower in Toronto. Did you see that? They put up the, they put up the Habs logo in fucking oh. Toronto on the tower and put Canada's team. 
like just a total fucking slap in the face of their Toronto Maple Leafs. But supposedly the story behind it is uh, that's uh, like a federal run building. So it's a Canadian run building, not actually a Toronto ran building. So that's why they did it to show their support of the team. But it's like the, like that's just division rivals that in your own city, you're fucking, you know, that's, it's like fucking the LA Kings putting up an Anaheim Ducks logo. Yeah, here, here, here we go again about a dumb fuck, move, right? <laughs> like, where's the logic? Where's yeah. the logic? Yeah, oh, that's probably true, though. Fucking guy probably made him put that up there. Fucking probably did that. Yeah. Brutal. Oh man, yes. Um, former guest Michelle, though, uh, gonna be cheering for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's he's back with them, so he he's been in and out of the lineup. He got a shot the other night. Uh, got a fight fights matt martin who's fucking no i wouldn't want to fight matt martin but old shenner holds his own and he's just as tough man i wouldn't want to wouldn't want to tie on to luke either so good scrap went back and forth and, and then he ends up getting a goal after that too so uh first playoff point since 2016 i think so yeah nice. good to see him in the lineup and hopefully uh well i'm cheering for vegas but if if if, if tampa goes forward and and montreal goes forward i'll definitely be tampa for the for old Luke Shen there. So former guest, NFP bump, look out. Could be a Stanley Cup championship. Another yeah, one. For, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? Number two. Number two. Goose. Goose, yeah. Okay, Manscaped. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, our go-to for men's below-the-waist grooming products. Manscaped's new product alert. It's time. Stop, drop, and order this brand-new shaving kit that they just launched. Introducing the Ultra Smooth Package, a specialized groin shaving kit to help you buff, protect, and smooth your most sensitive areas. I'm talking about their new Crop Shaver, Crop Exfoliator, and Crop Gel. It's time to crop that bush of yours and get right to the roots with a discount just for you. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.code.com. Good fucking English. .com. With the code NFP20. From the legends who introduced the electric ball hair trimmer, we now have the razor and set to get you trimmed front to back. Men, you no longer have to borrow your lady's razor for that precise trim. This Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package is a three-step kit to make your package the perfect package. We'll go through the steps, Scott. Step one, crop exfoliator. Infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed, the crop exfoliator can help reduce the risk of ingrowing hairs in your delicate places. Step two, it's time to shave. The crop shaver was designed for shaving the groin area with confidence. Three precision blades include extra-wide lubricating strips and a pivoting head for the ultimate groin groom experience. I lost the other step. So we're just going to do the two steps for now. <laughs> Close and personal with the best oh. tools for the job. The ultra smooth package from Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code NFP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code NFP20 at manscaped.com. Smooth it out, fellas, with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Okay, okay. Step three, wouldn't it be like, uh, shave and clean up. Like, yeah, yeah, it's got to be something. That'd be step three. Yeah, it's got to be. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway. Done and done. Casino opened up in PA the other day. Holy fuck! You should have seen that thing's been closed for a couple months now. <laughs> oh, uh, dude, when I drove by and fucking, you want to talk about gambling addicts and shit? Holy, that thing was lined up down the fucking street, dude, for people to get in, just waiting to to get in the chino. 
Fuck. Just get, just can't wait to fucking spend their money. Eh? Get the awesome. fix. Yeah. But I, I thought I was a good sign showing that things are opening up and, and uh, right. things Positive, are happening. Jack. Positives. Yes. Positives. Yes. Our guest today, Ryan Dirtier. I did this interview solo as uh, Scott, you were rolling uh, hay in and Jason was, I don't know, busy once again, making money for us, as he tells us, but busy doing something. Anyways, uh, yeah, but it was a cool interview. You'll, you'll get a kick out of it. I don't know. You probably, Dirk, come up to uh, Calgary and stuff a bunch of times too. Such a good dude. Yeah, I, you know, got to know him just bullshitting through you more than anything in the dressing room and stuff like that. Just at, mainly at Calgary was the only time. I don't know, would he have come up to any of the Canadian yeah, nationals? I think so. Yeah. And he came to a couple of events when he was younger too. Came okay. up here. So yeah. Yeah. He's been around forever. That's what we'll learn in, in this one. It's his career was so long. He got right on there when he's 18, 19 years old and made the finals every year and crazy injuries and uh tribal member of the Cherokee nation. Just, yeah, his stories, it was, it was fun to catch up with him. I haven't talked to him and since, uh, since I retired, he retired type of thing, just text back and forth, but yeah, it's a fun one. It'll be cool. Good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm looking forward to it because I I'm gonna listen to it yeah. tomorrow. Here we right? go. Yeah, yeah. Thursday this awesome. will be out. So yeah. Uh, other than that, we'll get to it here right away. Couple housekeeping items. The NFP tour is going to be back in action. We had the Tenerbury Invitational uh, day one, day two. Stop number one, stop number two. Next stop is going to be in McGrath, Alberta. Josh Barize's Ranch, Thursday, August 5th. So we'll have another uh, NFP tour event that'll be televised on, on the Cowboy Channel Canada as well. So if you guys haven't checked those out yet, go check that out. Uh, it's shown on Wild TV as well, RFD TV Canada. Uh, any support we can get for that is huge. You guys can write in there and, and uh, go follow them and subscribe and do all that stuff so that we can keep these touring programs you know- happening. I agree. I, I enjoyed catching it on TV. I think uh, uh, Feature Productions did an oh, yeah. awesome job of uh, putting it all together, and uh, I liked it. And that's, I guess, I'm kind of biased, but uh, I did. I think it was produced well. I think it looked good. It uh, kind of caught the atmosphere there, and that was, hey, it was cold, it was wet, everybody's having fun, and there were some good bull rides and yeah. um, everything everything you'd want in a bull riding. So, uh, yeah, I was I was happy with it. You? Yeah, fucking nice. Yeah, I was watching it back. It was kind of sappy off the start, like the whole burn thing. Uh, that didn't really come out the way that I wanted to. We probably should have went into like Grandpa and like the World War II stuff and like the Founding Father. It was more just like a fucking stroke off of my dad, but I don't know. That was good too. <laughs> Braden and Dylan, because they did, they interviewed them a little bit just for in case they needed it. And Braden's like, oh, they, they cut me out. <laughs> like, yeah. I said lots of times look at you know a lot out yeah. and Dylan's like oh thank god they cut me out because I forgot what to say so, <laughs> so we'll do uh we'll do that August 5th and then I'm coming back to Prince Albert again backyard August 12th and 13th that'll be the the two more stops on the NFP tour so looking so let's let's toot your horn a little bit here um the overwhelming I guess my question to you is you've had a lots of interest people are wanting it right is that yeah is that you know you said you always said you'd bring them back if there was a want or need for them and obviously there is yeah for sure you know all the sponsors are totally into it they like that uh 
we had a you know full-fledged PBR right here in the backyard and like I've said before they liked being right up to the action right yeah. at the arena side and it's private there's not thousands of people like it's a fucking private show for these people 150 people with their table right up to the fence and they really get the full meal deal of of what's happening so it's I don't remember the guys it's a little bit harder on them because it's not as as exciting and 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 the crowd pumping behind you but i try to get ted to pump the tunes as loud as he can so that that atmosphere is still in the building uh in the in the arena uh but the people yeah they love it and they they want to keep coming back for more and, and like i said there's not a bunch of events on the go and i want to do these so that that the guys have somewhere to go the bulls have somewhere to buck we got somewhere to fight bulls at, and we all have a job you know and yeah. uh but now it's it's turned into something that's pretty cool and, and people are getting behind it and supporting it and the community's getting behind it and uh yeah something that i want to try to keep growing and, and do as best as we can and fuck i love it it's fun yeah it is i like the i like the atmosphere around it and, and like you say uh you know, the guy you, you mentioned, you know, it's hard for the guys. They don't get pumped up as much. All we got to remember is we didn't do fuck all for a year. So it no, takes yeah, like exactly. yeah. one loud song should get you pumped up. Fired up. And you've seen that. The guys are real good. The guys are wanting yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, it's good Good to see. So we'll keep them coming, man. We'll keep it rolling and keep this fucking sport alive in Canada. And there's lots of other events that are going to be popping up on the PBR Canada tour. And I've seen some rodeos are going ahead. So looks like we're moving in the right direction and looking forward to podcasting and keeping everybody filled in on what happens. Fucking nice. Our opinions on it. So yeah, uh, with that, we will um, go and listen to the song. Goddamn right. Jim Sharp as loud as we fucking can. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going we'll, to uh, go Google it right now so I can listen to it in my open cab tractor. I get it. And we'll go to our interview with the Cherokee Kid, Ryan Dirt Eater. There is no denying Dirt Eater. The only man able to stay perfect this week deserves this year's World Finals title. all week long tie he ends his finals with an 89 and three quarters it's so good to see a guy's hard work and dedication pay off and this is a guy that has been through a lot i mean he's had injuries that end almost any athlete's career and he keeps fighting back both physically and mentally and i think that the time and the preparation and the work and the and the long hours in the gym you know, this is what you're doing it for. And to see it pay off for a guy that is so dedicated just feels really rewarding. What what an exciting World Finals. Our guest today is a 12-times World Finals qualifier, a nine-time Elite Series event champion, and the 2016 PBR World Finals champion. The Cherokee kid from Oklahoma, Ryan Dirt Eater. How you doing, my man? Hey, Tanner. Thanks for having me on the show. Man, I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you coming on here. How's uh, how's things been? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. I know it has for sure. Uh, been retired from the sport for seven, eight months now. Yep. It seems like just yesterday I was getting on bulls. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, it, it's been good though. It's fun uh, here lately, man. We've just been uh, building a house. Uh, we got a house here on my place. Uh, yep. We've been working on that. I was just out there this morning. Framers are out there putting it up. Balls are they're getting put up right now. Uh, 
we've been staying busy, man, raising cows and April's got her own business and we got our family business that we uh, stay hooked up on every day of the week. We got employees and it's just been fun, really. Just living life, enjoying the small things in life and not living life in the fast lanes like I did for 14 years. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Huh? Yeah. Let's uh, let's go into that a little bit then. So what is the... Yeah. What's the construction business? And that, that's why you hung up the bow rope and got your construction bag. What's going on here now? Yes, yeah. Man, dad always said, he said, uh, son, it's either eight seconds or eight hours. <laughs> yeah. He told me that over a decade ago and, and he's right. Yeah. Uh, he actually, uh, I grew up plumbing okay. when I was a kid and it really made me appreciate bull riding because it's hard work. Uh, yeah. And he had his business for, 25 30 years now and uh when i uh, before i hung my rope up i actually got my plumbing license three years before i hung it up so i was always just staying up on the codes and state laws and stuff like that and uh, I, I passed my license three years before i retired and uh had that for a backup plan and uh i invested in land and cattle uh throughout the years and i got 80 head cows right now oh really? Mostly uh, beef commercial cows. Yep. I got 65 head of them, and then uh, the rest are bucket stock cows that cool. I keep. It's yeah. in the blood. I got I to you know, <laughs> and still be a part of the sport. And, That's uh, awesome, yeah. Yeah, it's fun messing with them. Uh, and the plumbing business, we stay busy. We got three employees. We actually had four. We got rid of one because he didn't want to work. Probably a bull rider. It's hard to find work. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, come to work. yeah but uh yeah it, it was fun though uh man we uh we got our employees we got a great team good yep. team they're all really well good you know we meet every morning and everybody just goes to their uh, service call work and uh mainly is what we do we do a lot of work for cherokee nation here because we're right here at the headquarters okay and we do a lot of work for them uh keeps us busy and right now like i said i'm building a house so I went and clocked in and I had to come back, come back home and make sure the framers are lined out. And I got subcontractors coming in and out, staying busy. Uh, once they get it framed up, we got the roofers and then we got to do our top out the plumbing and then electrical guys got to come in, heat and air guys got to come in and then you know, the drywall, painting, brickers. Yeah. Cool it's, it's a process. I know <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no, fun. Yeah, yeah. It is fun. And that's something that you like? Like, is that filling the void it. of riding yeah, bulls? Uh, yeah, I enjoy yeah. the work, uh, you know, because I get to be around my family more and I don't have to travel and get on an airplane and stay in hotels. And But that was fun. I do. I, I miss it. I do. I miss it. Yeah. 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 But if I didn't have nothing to do, like I tell people now, if I didn't have nothing to do after bull riding, it'd been hard. Uh, yeah, no it sure, would have been real hard. Yeah, so I'm just thankful I've got stuff to do and very fortunate that you know, it treated me well where I invested in some things where I've got stuff yeah. to actually do while I'm home. And like my cattle, you know, if it, if it wasn't for me being here, it'd been tough. And yeah. we just recently uh, hired a, a ranch hand to help out around home because I like to think I can do everything. And, you know, <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man. A lot of shit on the go. So we talked about it and uh, we got a, we got a ranch. We actually got two of them right now. Really? Yeah, one of them, one of them hired on, one of them just showed up. So I was like, <laughs> <"Yeah>, work. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, you talk about your dad and, and him 
uh, you know, telling you about eight seconds or, or eight hours. And you guys were obviously everybody that, that knew you and was, was closer could see every fans of you seeing your dad on the back of the shoots almost yeah. as, you know, almost every time, right. As much as possible. Yeah. So, uh, let's go back to your early days with him. And, and was he the reason that, that you got into the sport in the first place or how did you get into the, the sport of, of bull riding? Yeah, that was the reason, uh, I got into the sport. He rode bulls a little bit amateur stuff when I, I don't remember. It's been that long ago. I was just a baby. Uh, he hung it up just because he started, you know, family. And it was hard. And he needed to go to work, you know, so he did. He chose that road instead of keep riding. Mm-hmm. So when I was old enough to walk around and knew kind of what bull riding was watching on TV, I, I got his gear bag out. Yeah. I just got in it, got his rope <laughs> out, old chats, real old, you know, and I busted it out, started watching the PBR and, Man, watching Adriano, Chris Shivers, Mike White, Dustin McBride, you know, Ross Coleman, Luke Snyder, all those great guys, yeah. you know. And I wanted to be there. I wanted to I wanted to ride with them. I wanted to be a professional bull rider. And when I was nine, ten years old, we was at uh, team roping. Mm-hmm. I've been team roping ever since I can walk, so I've been doing it a long time. And uh, we're at a team roping pen a couple miles from the house during the week. We're roping, and uh, all of a sudden, I was like, I want to get on one. So they, they'd hold them for me, and uh, I'd put my rope on. There's no bucket shoots. This, you know, a team rope pin, you got to strip and shoot, take the rope off. I don't even think we closed the strip and shoot. And if <laughs> I got hung up, it'd been, <laughs> I'd have went inside with you. Yeah. So it was just you know, a bunch of cowboys, team ropers, and they'd hold them for me. And I'd crawl on one, and I'd get on two or three at night. That went on for a few months, and uh, and uh, one night I broke my arm. Oh shit! Yeah, in that little Sucker practice slammed, pen, Sucker slammed me pretty good. Broke my arm. And <laughs> all this was going on without mom even knowing what was going on. Oh, uh, now you're busted. So I come home with a broken arm. Yeah, she's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anyway, we got a cast on. A couple months later, I was back getting on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Didn't hold you down. Yeah, I loved it, wanted to do it. And, you know, I went to a couple of bull riding schools and I started going to some uh, junior rodeos and stuff and bull ridings and one all-around saddles, steer riding saddles, breakaway saddles, you know. Yeah. Calf roping, I was I was always a little bitty, so I, calf roping wasn't really my style. And I tried it all. I tried it every minute. Yeah. Dogging, calf roping. <laughs> all-around. riding, bareback riding. Yeah, I've done it all. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's good at the rest. I stuck at what I was better at. Yeah, that's yeah. So, what was the road to the to the yeah. PBR? Like, you you got on tour right fucking off the hop, like right as you were eighteen, right? I remember watching, yeah. and you were like, looked like a little kid on on there, and and little kid. Yeah. yeah. What what led you to the PBR side, and was it, you know, like did you have a bunch of success at the at the junior bull riding level or like the 16, 17 level yeah. where you knew you needed to go to the PBR right away or how did that all kind of run? Yeah. Well, when I was early, I was going, you know, I was wearing buckles and saddles and always, boy, you know, PBR was my go. That's where I wanted to be. I wanted to be on TV and riding with the best, the world champs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, early on, I knew that's where I wanted to go. And PRCA, I didn't really think about that. It was just all strictly PBR. And, uh, well, when I was, uh, 18 i bought my permit and i was a senior in high school i bought my permit and uh got slammed got like one jump 
I turned 18 in April, and I went to Pete Turn Pro. David Berry from around home, Silent Springs, put it on. And uh, I got, oh, man, this boy, I was just, he was <laughs> too much for me. And yeah. after that, I just, I was like, well, I better stick to these amateur stuff around home, get some money built up, and get used to getting on these caliber bulls because mm-hmm. that caliber was, you know, it was a step above where I was at at the time. So I, I started uh, going to amateur stuff around home, IPRA rodeos and okay, yeah. ACA rodeos. And I started winning all those. You know, I had a plan. When I was able to win all those and be the big fish in my area, then I can go out and showcase my ability. Mm-hmm. So I stuck with that plan. I had enough. I had, a, you know, 10,000 saved up after the IFR. And uh, I ended up, I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and enter. I had enough money saved up where I can buy plane tickets, pay for my entry fees, and not have to stress over if I'm going to make it to the next board end. Yep. So that went, finished that year off, went to a few more term pros later in the year. I won enough to fill my permit, did that. I actually got my pants ripped off in Benita. <laughs> <laughs> same year. Hung up and stopped or what? Hit me in the back, <laughs> got my belt looped. Oh man, ripped my pants clean off me, and uh, everybody was laughing. Uh, oh man, at the home, yeah. pretty near hometown, or two, right? Pretty <laughs> it's close, it's yeah. close <laughs> <laughs> oh, underwear, I had bright blue underwear on. <laughs> yeah, everybody was laughing, anyways. Uh, that next year, I was uh, that was in 07, man. Yeah. That was yeah. in 07, right there, and uh, 08. That was the year I graduated high school in 08. It come 08, January. I won the IFR. That paid 10000 I was ready to go. Beginning of the season, game on. And I won Minneapolis, Minnesota, term pro. Yep. I won that one. So I won like 4500 there. So, man, I was – you know, confidence was sky high. We're all rookies. That's back when Reese Case was a rookie. Yeah. Coach Donaldson. Oh, wait, I believe that. Pistol Robinson. Uh, there, there's quite a few of us. Uh, Cody Ford, Cody Campbell. Yeah, no shit, huh? There's a, it's a good group of good rookies. crew. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we're going and shoot. I end up had placing some more. And Reese got on early. Cody, he was on early, and all those guys got on early. And I, uh, I was coming. I was late bloomer. Yep. I was coming. I finally hit a lick. Finally got on, and uh, come Dallas. Dallas was my first built for tough that I went to. You know, UTV now. Yeah. And uh, Adriano, he he pulled my rope. He said, come on, champ. Let's go. Yeah. Dude, I remember the first time walking oh, in that locker that's room. that's huge. Yeah. Uh, first time <laughs> walking in the locker room. And all these guys, are your heroes, and you watch them on TV. It's like, dang. Yeah. I really, I, I looked around. I think I sat there for 15 minutes before I moved. Just staring at everybody. I couldn't move. I yeah. couldn't move. <laughs> yeah. Who'd, you put your lo- who'd you put your bag by? Who'd you put your bag down by? Austin Meyer. Yeah, catfish, yeah, baby. Austin Meyer, man. I was sitting right beside him because like, him and LJ was the only guys I knew. Yeah, I got like, it. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, oh, I sat there like a scared kid, you know. I was like, man, should yeah. I even be here? Yeah. Right. That's what I going through my mind. I'm like, I don't, should I even be here with these guys? These guys are, you know, my heroes. They're just my superheroes. I'm like, dang. Yeah. Finally, you just, you, you know, you worked your butt off to be there yeah 
And you just got to believe in yourself. I mean, you deserve – you got your spot. You deserve to be here. Just believe in yourself and do your job. Yep. But anyways, I fell off one and rode one that weekend. Yep. So, the one I rode, and, you know, my confidence was, you know, high again. You know, I was like, let's go to the next one. Anyways, I, I didn't get to go to the next one. I think I went to seven, built four tubs that season. I ended up winning second at Nashville behind Justin McBride. Shit. Yeah. Last guy out of the box, man. Yep. Last guy to shoot. Freaking he They give him 90. Yep. <laughs> got, those world, got those world championship points. Got <laughs> Oh, that's got to be pretty cool, though. Hey, look. It's cool. It's cool to see him. Oh, heck, I love Justin. He's he's one of my heroes, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I finished up second right behind him. And that was cool getting to ride with Justin McBride and Adriano. Was that that was year. their last year? That was their last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those two guys. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, man, I was right there beside him. You know, I had shaggy hair. Yeah. I was only five, seven. 130 pounds. <laughs> and when I hooked my board up, dude, I was like five, five nine, almost five ten, 155 pounds. Oh no shit, huh? So I, yeah, I got you were still growing. Oh, that's funny. Uh, hey, that was development, like your body and shit, like being that yeah, young at that high. highest level. Yeah, even yeah. like growing two inches, you were a fucking child still when you were at the highest <laughs> level. Oh, that's Speaking it. Speaking okay. of weight, I got on a scale last week and How's I weighed 170 looking? pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've touched the touched the gym too much there since. Holy smoke! <laughs> Fifteen pounds over my riding weight. <laughs> there ain't no way I could ride one right now. Oh. Uh, full retirement. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. April's mad at me. She's a registered dietitian. She's like, you need to start. I'm good. <laughs> Living that plumbing life right, now. I want to take a year off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you got to. You got to relax for at least a little yeah. while. 14 years of being on the road. Yeah, you need to. Yeah. And then you'll get all, you'll get chubby and plump and be like, okay, fuck, I got to get my shit together here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I'm getting at that point. I'm my freaking guts hanging over my belt a little bit. A little bit. Uh, I'm not being used to just working out and training all the time. And then, yeah, Going it's hard. Just, yeah. yeah. So, oh, wait, that was your, that's for sure you made the finals then, right? After Nashville, yeah, I got you there. Oh, wait. Yeah, that was, yeah, Nashville's what got me there. Yeah, I went, uh, played the small term pros and then got in and went to my first world finals. Man, what I was, was that like, yeah, I told us about it. It's fun. It was nerve wracking too, because that year, I believe that's the same year that uh, JB rode all his bulls at the Thanks finals. So. I think. I think it was. Who won and, it? Was uh, that him and Lostro when they went head to head, or who won? Or no? Yeah, I think it was. That was the year was they it? went. No, no. Who was that? I think it was Lostro. Two thousand eight was the first year that Jesse went to Burn went to the finals yeah. too, both fighting. That was no, that was, year, that was the year that was the year won the fight. Glaramay, Glaramay won the world. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Glaramay won it. So that experience just had to be a friggin' dream come true, right? Just oh, world dream finals. Come true. Yeah, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. I rode one bull at my first world finals. Really? Yeah, one. Rode yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, there was a draft every round. No shit. Every round is a draft. And I had to, uh, I come in, it took 45 guys then. Oh. Yeah, I was setting forty third. Oh, 
<laughs> good pick that you got. Good pick you got. <laughs> I had, I had, I had lucky strike. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, oh, I had some other rank that nobody wanted, and something else nobody wanted. Yeah, it was bad. Bad. It's bad. That's the first year I started chewing. Oh yeah, had to. Yeah, I did, I, I didn't, didn't chew or drink. Yeah. Yeah. Vegas got you. You never drank at all before you no, before you got no, on tour. No shit. No, I didn't drink. Yeah, yeah. Until no. I started chewing. Uh, Austin, he said, "Here, he said, here, take." <laughs> yeah, he did pouches. He said, "Here." I was nervous. I was sweating. I was like, "Man, I don't know what I'm gonna get." He said, "Here, put one of these in." So yeah. I did, and I was like, "Heck, I don't care." Yeah. First time you ever take a chew, you know, you're spinning and you're <laughs> zoned out. I was like, "All right, I'm good." <laughs> Oh, puke in the draft. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. good. So yeah. it's another long two weeks. No long shit. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I even got sick in between there and I just didn't want to eat nothing. Tough Coming sense. out both ends is bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> bad news, man. Oh, it was oh, bad. Shit. Yeah. So um, your your career also which was like really early on in your career. So how had to have been probably the next year, maybe 2009, 2010. I'm not sure, but the injuries that, that you suffered, man, were like fucking career enders to most. Um, yes. You roll through them, you get through them, but can you walk us through the, uh, the injuries that you suffered? Yes. 2009 was in Tacoma, Washington. I was sitting second or third in the world, top five in the world. I know that. And, uh, Bull called Brown Sugar, nodded for him, nodded for him. You know, everything's fine and like normal. Come out and he stumbled and he kind of fell on his side a little bit. And at the time, you know, I just reacted. I yeah. did what I thought was right. And as he was coming down, you know, I just bailed out. And when I bailed out, uh, he he went on down, fell on top of me. And when he fell on top of me, he was getting up. He stuck his old leg on my femur and my femur gave Oh. they said it sounded like a shotgun going off no shit yeah and at the time you know your adrenaline's going and i didn't know what happened i actually after he got up i tried to get up oh leg, leg was sideways and boy that's when it hit my mind i was just started panicking yeah. couldn't feel it couldn't feel it i just knew my leg was not where it was supposed to be yeah and uh well that put me out for four months. I actually stayed in Tacoma, Washington for a week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Austin Myers stayed back with me. Cool. He yeah. stayed there a whole week. Yeah. Good buddy. Yeah. He stayed there with me and we flew home together. Uh, he took care of me. His big help. And uh, so I sat at home for four months, put a rod in my leg, uh, four months, and I was back to riding. Yeah. Yeah. So it healed up pretty fast. It was a clean break. And got back to riding for a few months. And two weeks before the PBR finals, um, I uh, hung my my spur, my rowel, and a tail my bull rope. Yeah. We was in Uncasville, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, made a good ride. Get off was bad. And uh, it hung up, drove me around. Oh, I, you're talking about a helpless feeling. Ugh. Can't do nothing. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, you can't do nothing. Like it was, it was, it's bad. My bore up was wrapped around my leg. Uh, my leg get it gave and it dislocated my knee. Ugh. So my leg, yeah, it was just 
sideways, sideways again. Here we go yep. again. It tore everything up my knee, ACL, PCL, MCL. Uh, everything. Yeah. They wow. straightened it. Yeah, you know, Tandy straightened it back up. We went to the hospital. Uh, couldn't do nothing. I had to wait to get home. They, you know, I had to get surgery done. Yeah. Uh, laying in there in the, out there, Tandy and sports med. Austin comes up to me. He's like, "Well, well, Dirk, pause the side of you won the round." Hey, yeah, bull Best part, you're gonna be out for nine months. Ah, nine months, huh? Nine months, man. So I was out. I, I was in the, went to the finals. I guess I was top twenty. Yeah, you know, I still got all the cool stuff. You know, bags, jackets. You know, you're, yeah. you're a short check and everything like that. Uh, but I was out for nine months, so I sat at home and watched pretty much 2010 season mm-hmm. from the couch. Yeah, yeah. How was that mentally? You're a guy that's like. You, you really yeah. honed in on the mental game, which is why you worked out and did all that. You know, you were like one of the original guys to really go hard in the gym and really give her and take it really seriously. So yeah. being out nine months and that type of injury, did that mess with, with your head, you think? Like when you came yeah. back, do you think it took a while to get back to, to normal? Or yeah. what, do you, what do you think? I think, yeah, I think every injury messes with guys. You know yeah. I mean? We're, we're tough. We're mentally tough because you got to be. We're coming on 2,000-pound bulls. You know, we we're our mental game is outstanding. Yeah, you know, we're uh, it's a rough sport because you're you're getting on with a little bit of fear, but mm-hmm. you got to turn that fear around and use it to your advantage. And with my, with my injuries, uh, I just needed to get my confidence up. Yeah, yeah, and do you know do the physical therapy, listen to your doctors, make sure you uh, you know be on a schedule and do all that thing correct. Uh, but while I was sitting around, I wasn't just sitting around not doing nothing. Like when I got to where I could move, you know, I was doing some crunches, you know, doing some kind of little workout, some band workouts. Uh, yeah, getting the rest of your videos. body ready. Right. Yeah. And watching videos. And it was tough. It was hard, but I always knew I was going to be back. Yeah. In my mind, you know, I was going to be back, you know, doing what I love. And, you know, it was what I was set and dedicated to do. And, uh, I got back. I was very fortunate that, uh, you know, my body held up for as long as it did for as many injuries that I had. Yeah, no but shit. as I got older, it, it definitely got harder on me. It did? You know, yeah, it got harder, especially after, you know, collecting, you know, all the things that I've got. You know, I had, uh, you know, I had a bunch of cattle to take home back home, you know, at home. And then when I was hurt, it was hard to do all that. <laughs> yeah, everything else. Yeah, yeah, most people don't yeah. think. They think you're just sitting out from from riding, which is your main income, no. but you fucking can't even take care yeah. of your cow yeah. and plumbing, can't do shit, right? Yeah, like, I know it. Like, yeah. like, I had a lot of, you know, cattle to take care of, and, you know, when I was away from it and sitting around, it, it made it hard on the rest of my family Yeah, because I hated counting on them to take, take care, care of yeah. the chores and what I needed to do in my body and help me and then, you know, we put a lot of pressure on our family and yeah. our parents growing up. You know, it's it's it got tougher on me as I got older. Yeah, it really did. Like you got like when I'm a kid, you know, you're ten foot tall and bulletproof. You know, when you're young and early, like they always say, bull riding's a young man's sport. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I, I know why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's <laughs> yeah. easy to be real selfish when you're young, right? It's just yeah. like, it doesn't yeah. cross your mind that 
uh, yeah. the shit that happens to you affects everybody else. Like, fuck off. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm the one that's hurt, you know? Don't worry about it. Like, you know? Yeah. And then you really get older and you're like, oh, shit, man. This really does fuck with everybody. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. What about your the ring in your rope? Is that, that brings me back to your, uh, Oh, yeah. And you're hanging your spur in your rope. Is that yeah. why you did that? Yes, that's why I did that. That, yeah, that's another reason why I did that is it, it helped my mental game. Okay. Because, yeah, because if that happened again, I wanted to, you know, I wanted that there just in case it happened again. So explain that. that. Explain what that was. Explain what it's that a, was. What it is, uh, you know, it's uh, you get hung up, you get your hand hung up, you get your spur hung up, you pull that. Uh, there's a red, I got a red uh, nylon strap there. And you pull it, and the bull rope, it just splits into. Mm-hmm. So it does. Like it, there's pin in it, and it just splits into. So it's it's another safety device that helped me out to get over an injury that happened to me. Because uh, man, there was times when you know I would I would think about that in my mind. I try to block it all out. So that was one thing that helped me get over an injury like that. Because when I did think about it, I'm like I'm fine. I got that. You know well. If that happens again, you know, like pull it, I'm good. So yeah. it was just something that helped me out to Mental. go back to, to bull riding. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I did it. And uh, I think they sold, you know, they sold some, but there's not too many guys that use them. You know, I was yeah. one of the guys that used it, but. Did you ever have to pull it? it? I was going to say, yeah. I never had to pull it. One time I could have pulled it, but I didn't. <laughs> well back in that in that time too they probably didn't have the like the knives like the custom yeah. knives that the bullfighters have now to cut at that time you would have just had guys probably hopping off the back of the shoots with their yeah. with their pocket yeah. knives trying to cut it right oh yeah right i think back then they didn't have them like they do now like everybody's yep. got them now they didn't have it in 2009 like i yep. think that's probably the reason why they started doing it yeah, no shit. And, and started changing the rouse because back then was it didn't matter what rouse we used. Yeah, yeah, true, right? Yeah, so then after that they started changing up rouse and stuff. So yeah, that was kind of in that area, that time frame. All the rule changes. Yeah, so did you see a lot of changes being there from 2008 until right up to last year? Uh, Would you go 12 world finals, 14 world finals, or 12 yeah, world well, finals, 14 years you were riding for? What did, what was kind of the biggest changes that you've seen throughout the the years within the the PBR? Was it the riders or was it the the PBR itself? What do you kind of remember about from the start and then to where when you left it? Yeah, uh, I think from uh, the riders, the number of riders, like we started off at forty five guys, and then we went to forty guys, and then we went to thirty guys. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that's a big change or 35 guys, yeah, that's a big change from 45 to 35. Yeah. And the point system, the point system's all over the board. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, when they started, they went by money, and then it yeah. went to points, and then now the points, it seems like the points changes up every, every fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every year. Yeah, and then and then the clock, the clock changes that. Yeah, fuck. And, I mean, they started the clock, and then they started finding everybody, and then that all over the board on the clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a bunch of stuff, really. I mean, you know, and, and sponsors. I see a lot of sponsors come and go. It's like every sport. Uh, you got, you know, good title sponsors, and then they change, and somebody else comes up, and then and then a bunch of others. I mean, it's just – it circles around. Yep. Uh, yeah. 
which is good. I mean, sponsors and the fans uh, see it. I seen a lot, like when I started to when I end, I seen the same fans, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. I mean, it's it, yeah, they're there. I mean, yeah. we got very true fans that are loyal. Uh, you know, the bull riders' uh, talent is getting better. I yeah. do notice that, like, which is why the sport is growing. The sport is growing, and that's what we want. Uh, there's the fans; they're growing. And we see so many bull riders that are coming up at talent that are outstanding. And the yeah. bucking bulls are growing too because they're they're bucking harder and there's more of them and there's more bull riders and there's more guys that are coming out and they're learning at an early age and there's guys putting on clinics all over the world. And that's just going to improve the sport also. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere, you, you, know, you, you know, I see a bunch of guys on social media that are doing it all the time. Yeah. And we were actually putting schools on here in my area. Oh, and cool. I see a lot of talent in my area that are all, that are tribal members also that are really, uh, really outstanding. And I see they got some bright future in the sport, you know, if they stay focused. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked. So speaking of that, uh, tribal members, Cherokee Nation, obviously yeah. huge um, part of you. Winning Oklahoma yeah. City two years in a row – is that uh, something that stands out for you? And just being a being a Cherokee kid and, and representing the Cherokee Nation, was that something that you always wanted to strive for? And maybe that's why you were so serious and, you know, you weren't a guy that was wilding and, and getting into trouble or nothing like that. Was that kind of you wanted to represent, represent um, yourself and your community in that way? Yes. Yeah, I always wanted to represent my community and uh you know, a showcase of talent that we have in our area. Uh, we just needed to open doors for guys and, you know, youth to see that there is, uh, there's things you can do. You just got to believe in yourself and, and work hard for and dedicate yourself to whatever it is you want to do at the time. Like I said, there's college, there's trade schools, there's professional athletes. There's all sorts of things. They just have to uh, put in the work. Yep. And, uh, you know, winning Oklahoma City, Back to back, you know, I always wanted to win my home state event. Yeah, and Oklahoma City is some reason that was an event that I always done good at. Like, that was my home. Yeah. That was family, fans. They're all there. I mean, there's it's pretty neat. I remember when I first went to Oklahoma City. You know, they they stand up for your home state guys. Like watching Austin Meyer walk out there. Huge. You know, Corey McCoy walk out there. L J Jenkins. L J. LJ's from about four or five different states. Yeah, he always had a home state event, <laughs> fucking guy. Yeah. And he always seemed to win them, too. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, but seeing guys like that step out there, you know, and uh, and seeing them scream for them like they yeah. did, oh, man, it's like, I want to be one of those guys. Yeah. I, I want to be one. And when I hear them, I hear the fans scream and yell your name, it seems like it always motivated me to ride good. Cool. And uh, about four or five years – going to Oklahoma City, I became one of those guys, mm-hmm. you know, because those guys were older than me, so they'd been doing it for three or four years, and finally, yep. I became one of them, and uh, it just took time to grow in the sport, grow your fan base, to where uh, the fans knew who you were, mm-hmm. and you know, and you had all the people around home, you know, all the tribal, you know, Cherokee Nation, and they was a huge support, uh, you know, Cherokee Casino, they, you know, they were yeah. sponsored for me for, you know, eight years, mm-hmm. uh, so, I uh, I grew uh, grew around my area in the state, so Oklahoma City, man. When when it come around, that I was so excited. It was early in the year, 
February and some every year, man, it just seemed like I always started the year out strong. Click. I was always being top 10, top five, top 10 every year. Yep. And, uh, probably because I'll come city. Cause I'd always step out and play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was always those ones that, yeah. that you clicked yeah. at and seemed to click. Yeah, at, right? so Especially the start of the year. Like, you have to, cause you're trying to you know, get cut, you know, cause the cut yeah, line hits right. after those first five minutes. So that had to feel good that you knew it's that a, one was. Stress reliever. It is. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's the first five minutes are always stressful, man. Cause you're trying to stay yeah. on tour. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, Oklahoma City, man, I you know, I rode both my bulls and it was a classic event and uh come back, uh I picked Bruiser in the short round. Mm-hmm. And uh heck, two months before that, two or three months, we're at the finals and uh I get on him in the short round at the finals and he booked me off seven point eight. Oh shit. Yeah, that's in two thousand seventeen. For a lot of yeah. money, I'm sure. Yeah. He bumped me off to went over a hundred thousand oh, dollars yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah yeah it's bad it's bad yeah that well, anyways uh, i show up oklahoma city and they left him in the draft like he was like six pack and uh stetson rides coaches like 90 yeah. points and then uh here comes me i you know i wanted him that was the one i wanted if i've been first back i'd have picked him yeah i was ready and uh, end up 93 and a quarter on Bruiser, and that was the oh, highest man. score I've ever made in my career. Yeah, that's it for the yeah. state crowd. Yeah, right there. Oh, at home it was something special. I mean, it was, it, was, it was meant to be, and you're talking about a cool feeling. You know, was, yeah. And then uh, next year, going back to Oklahoma City, man, I, and I was first back, and I picked Big Black in the short round. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, 91 on Big Black. Yeah, Boom. Just, back to back. Yeah, back to back wins. And Oklahoma City's hard to win. It really. Oh is. yeah, the classic. Fuck yeah. yeah. First one of the year, and there's no telling what you're gonna get. You got all these new classic bulls coming in, and oh. yeah, it, it was fun. It was tough. Uh, I was very fortunate to win win it once, but to win it twice was even better. That's special. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you got to tell me about um, Cheyenne and the van. You got to tell me a story. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I did well, this one. Yeah. Hey, uh, we was at Cheyenne at the Turn Pro. This was in 2008. And that used Old to be a line. ripper, dude, right? Now, Cheyenne, everybody yeah. had a freaking blast, right? Oh, it was, it was fun. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. And all the rookies that I mentioned before, you know, we was all, we're all there. We're all on the, on the line getting in or not and we all end up getting in after the term bro hmm. but the vent was in canada okay you remember that built for tough is in canada yeah it was either edmonton or calgary i think right Ed- edmonton i think it was edmonton yeah. yeah yeah uh cheyenne edmonton mm-hmm. plane tickets were like 20 something hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> it was gonna cost us like uh, 2500 for round trip get up there and back yeah. last minute we gotta be up there in two days <laughs> game on 30 something hour drive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ripped it so there, there's yeah there's uh six of us and uh we was like well let's just go around these car dealerships around here and see what we can't find no shit <laughs> <laughs> we find this van we can all we can all get three hundred each. We can buy this van. Yeah, saves a lot of money. Yeah, 
We all get $300 each. We go to this car dealership and buys this van. We all pitch in 300 bucks. We got eight <laughs> ten, get 300 cash. Anyway, it looked like the man on eight seconds. You know, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. identical. Man, we get this man, we all jump in, we're excited, we're pumped up, we're saving two thousand dollars. Here we go, we're heading north. Paper tag. Yeah. You talking about hell to get through customs. Oh yeah. A bunch <laughs> of young guys, 18 years old. <laughs> bunch of young guys, 18, 19 year old guys, bags everywhere on top in the back. And I bet paper, you guys were all behaving paper, like really well as well. Paper, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> paper tag. You know, we're anyways, it takes us hours to get through customs. We finally get through. We had to get unload everything. Yeah. We get out, we go up north, we finally get there. Yeah, we get there, we ride. Uh, some of us went a little bit of money. Some of us lost money and headed back south. Same deal, same situation. Two miles outside Cheyenne, we run out of gas. <laughs> call up, call up Jordan Hutt. Yeah, Jordan Hutt brings us one gallon. One Just gallon. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't gonna break the bank helping you <laughs> fuck yourself. Five gallon, he brought one gallon. <laughs> <laughs> brings one gallon man we uh barely went to the gas station after that but thankfully he, we, he was there yeah anyways we get there man we, we drop guys off man me and reese cates take it from cheyenne to oklahoma holy shit yeah it's a long ways dude yeah we take it we yeah we dropped everybody off it was just me and him dude it's a long way there's like i don't know 12 yeah. hours from there it's a long ways and we get back to Arkansas, I fall asleep on him, and we drop him off, and I take it home for a couple of days. And then I drop it off at Tulsa for Ryan McConnell. And I haven't seen that man since then. No shit. I haven't seen that man since then, but I talked to Clayton Williams. Clayton Williams said it was on his ranch for a little while, and then he said, I said, I just gave it to somebody. Yeah. I said, you can have it. It's the world's man. now. Yeah, that that man, that man drove like sixty something hours, saved us like yeah. all of us, you know, like ten thousand dollars. And that's awesome. It was a twenty five hundred dollar van or whatever. It was it saved us a lot of money, but that was that's a pretty neat story of being eighteen, nineteen year old and just taking off and just buying a van instead of buying the plane ticket. Yeah, just rock and roll. That's or yeah, that's rent, the kind of cool thing. We could have ran something too. Yeah. We just cool. bought a bit. Memories, hey, that you, uh, oh, yeah. That now you look yeah, back a, on it, it just seemed normal, but it's like, oh, that was a little bit fucking odd. Uh, we had a ball too, man. We'd get up there, you know, and that's back in Brian Cannon was around, you know, and guys like that. We piled everybody we could in this band just to go to the bull ride. Mm-hmm. We had like 15 bull riders in this sucker. Yeah. Because we, we were the only one that had a vehicle up there pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, probably not podcast worthy stories, but I can imagine what what went on in that. Hey, what do you think of uh, of Catfish fucking coming back out of retirement riding? Have you talked to him at all about that, or what do you think? Yeah, about every couple of weeks I talked to him. Yeah. He said he still got some fuel in the tank. Yeah, it's, man, you better have something. <laughs> All right, dang, Austin. <laughs> dang, dude. I can't believe it. Yeah, Seven, man. Six years. I said, shoot, man. That's, I said, you got some work. That's work ahead of you. But yeah. he still, he wants to do it. He's uh, he's set for it. He's been getting on bulls. Uh, he's 
his plan is to just ride and see what happens. PRCA's option, PVR's option, uh, but it's whatever he wants to do. Uh, I know uh, he's going to have to get back down to riding weight. Yeah, yeah I don't think he, he's not there yet. He's lost a lot of weight. He has because he got he got a little chunky there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and cool. uh, but he's he's been he actually was working out three months before he came back. Oh, cool. This was in the talk for a while. Yeah. So he's been working out, get back down in shape, and he looks a whole lot better. He looks good, but. Man, uh, it's, he's got a tough road ahead of him, which I want him to do good. I like to see him do good. That'd oh, fucking cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, go awesome. in and win him, win him 100000 real fast. Yeah, go get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, what about, awesome. your, uh, what about your world finals win, dude? That's uh, next to a world championship. We've talked about it on here lots, but that's the hardest bull riding to win in the yeah. world. What was that week like, that whole experience, just a different level what uh what do you remember about that that world finals win yeah pbr world finals in 2016 uh that was a pretty special year for me in a, a event it was a good week yeah. i uh, i went into the finals uh well that year was you know i won three uh, utv events going into the finals and um you know going at my confidence was high it uh we went in, and I knew the bull I was getting on. I drew a bull of pages. I seen him. Never been rode. Sugar bucks, away from the hand. Uh, I just went into the finals just focused and ready, mentally, physically. and I was prepared. Yeah. I was ready for anything. And uh, I didn't drink. I didn't drink hardly nothing. Nothing going in. You know, I stayed away from alcohol. Uh, you know, staying focused, working out. And uh, got on some practice before the finals. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was focused. Yeah, and I had my my nutrition was on key. You know, I was I ate Subway every day that week. <laughs> <laughs> every day, I had, you know, you know, you go to fewer finals, you got those autograph signings and stuff like that. You know, it's yeah, you're All around sorts of shit. parties and the fans and stuff like that. You know, I I made sure I got my eight ten hours of sleep every night. You know, I was. I was uh, ready for ready to go, really. And uh, mm -hmm. I, first bull was key when you get out there. You yeah. want to get on a roll with things. Uh, and I rode him right there at the whistle, too. Uh, rode him. Uh, my second bull was a bull I uh, actually uh, seen. Uh, I think I watched uh, Lockwood ride him earlier. Mm -hmm. And a uh, big old high horn red. Uh, got by him. And after that, you know, I knew. You know, I was the next. The next round was a was a draft, and you know I picked uh, Jack Daniels after party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, and then my next bull I got on before, and uh, I knew what he was. And as long as you ride in front to back, you know you're you're just fine. I always studied my bulls. I, you did. I was the type that would study them and look at videos, and you know the ride pass really come in handy on that and the social media. I never was the guy that liked to just Wing look it. at him and don't think about him or don't look at him until you get there. And You know, I, I like to look at videos and study them, watch guys get on him, look at the writing percentage and stats and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it always prepared me better. 
I, know, think, uh, I thought that too, because yeah, you got to react to the situation that you're in, but I just like to know their tendencies, you know what I mean? So yeah. that you felt like you were ready for whatever they were going to, to throw at you yeah. and they could do something totally different that they did on video, but it just made your head feel a little right. bit better that you kind of had an idea of what you were getting into. I had an idea. Yeah. Cause you know, you know, it's just as well as I did it. Some bulls like to jerk you down, knock your teeth out. And some mm-hmm. bulls, they don't have much front end. They just want to suck back and, click your heels yep yeah so uh or they might want to go out there a little bit or just be right in the box mm-hmm. you never know uh or small or big the size of them just yep. just know a little bit about them uh and guys ride differently than others you know you know you're a lot taller guy you know that's to me and you you know you fit bulls certain bulls and to me they just throw me off like yeah, bad beagle i got on bad beagle like three or four times and you stuck him like he was a show cat <laughs> we even a blind squirrel get some nuts every now and then <laughs> i hated that bull <laughs> uh, uh, like, so. like a block yeah yeah yeah, that's just, yeah yeah he dusted me pretty easy oh, shit. <laughs> yeah but, and then uh, yeah i always uh I, I like to look at those bulls and i knew what i was getting on and when i when it was my time to pick them you know i like say you know if i'm if I knew those bulls, I'd go back. I'd get the paper the night before, which we all did. Majority of us did. Some of us didn't. Yep. But I, and I'd go back and look at it, study every single one of them and have my bulls picked out. You know, have five or ten bulls picked out. Mm-hmm. Just so happens that that week I was, you know, riding every single bull and I was able to pick between like five bulls. So that was handy. Sweet. Yeah. And it come down to, you know, the last day and uh, I picked the bull from up north. Yeah, Y'all what'd you there. pick? Minion Stewart? Minion Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember Minion that. Stewart. Yeah. And I actually wrote him the year before with Thomas and Mac. I think you wrote him that year too. Yep. Yeah. Same yeah. year. Yep. Yep. Same year. And I, I got him. I didn't, I didn't draw pick him that time. I think I drawed him. Minion Stewart. Mm-hmm. He's the only bull on the back that's got to sign up. <laughs> Look the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, stay back from the fence. Yeah, yeah stay back. Yeah, yeah. Like that. He's always yeah. Yeah. in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Sickers high horn, yeah. big, fat, yeah. bat. Scary looking. Feel but good. Road good. good. But yeah. scary. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> road good. I'm a, yeah. Perfect bull. He's yeah. a bull you dream about. Yeah. Getting on every day, everywhere you go. Yeah. But would hook your butt, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I stayed away from his horns until one year I got him. I'll tell you that here in a little bit. But anyways, come down to the world finals. Uh, yeah, I got on him, rode him, good get off. Uh, coming back to short round, you know, I was set up on Brutus. Yeah. Brutus come around that same year that Bruiser come around. Yep. And uh, I knew that bull. I watched a, a guy ride him. I don't think too many guys got by him that no. year. Yeah, him and Bruiser uh, were like head to head as the best ones. Remember, it was like yes. classics. It was one of them two that were going to win the classics every time. Yeah, remember? yes, yeah, one of them two. Yeah, they were neck to neck, and he he was just a little harder to get out on. He had ropes on him or something that, but he he had a lot of front end, and you know he tried to jerk guys down. He would that one oh, yeah. would uh, man, dude. I just I remember crawling on back that shoe, watched Glare Marchie ride his bull. He rode a bull from Curtis Mendel. Yeah. Uh, really big red bull. Nobody ever rides, and he yes. rode him, and he was stuck on it. So I had to ride to win it, and I knew what was in front of me. It was a two hundred fifty thousand dollar check. Damn, Brutus. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's first time we're at T-Mobile. Pat, yeah, first year at T-Mobile, right? Yeah. Sold out crowd, man. Huge. Biggest bull riding in the world, man. I turn and look at my dad. You know, I was like, it's my time. My fucking said, time. Yeah. 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 I remember like yesterday, man. I just took a deep breath. He, yeah, he said, let's go, son. You got it. And I went down there, man. Rolls my rope. Dude, everything was perfect. As, as almost, I couldn't hear anything. Like, it was just like blocked out. Yeah. And it was, like everything was silent. I was in the zone. Yep. I was riding good. You know, I rode five bulls coming up to this. I was in the zone. Like, it's where you want to be when you're an athlete. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. perfect. You don't get you don't get there very many times. Like throughout my career, I was I felt like I could ride anything and everything when I'm at the finals right now. And on my head, man, something magic happened, dude. It was just special. Epic. Dude, I was in the perfect spot. He kind of come. I had a bad out, though. I mean, I stayed the front, dude. You know, yeah, he almost fell down. Right? Yeah, I almost fell down. But I just stayed there, kept my cool, held my position. And, dude, he just kind of backed up underneath himself, away from the hand. And, dude, it was the rest is history. Yeah. Picked yeah. him up and went. How about yeah. was it? It was about two, well, 250 for that. What did you end up winning out of that sucker? Three, 320. Damn. Yeah. yeah. That's unreal, huh? Yeah, three hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, got home, paid my place off. Career yeah. changer. Yeah, life yeah. changer. Bought a few other things. Yeah, <laughs> uh, unreal. It was good. Yeah. What was your next minion story? Minion Stewart story. You said you were gonna. You had another. Yeah, uh, two thousand seventeen. The very next year, I had a chance to pick him again. On uh, three years in a row, I was gonna pick him. Yeah, so <laughs> you always pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, man. I had him stuck. He uh, he stumbled. Oh, okay. He stumbled, and when he did, uh, I was actually at the beginning of that finals. I was actually in top five throughout the whole finals too. Yeah. They did cue me my first round though. And then yeah, I was yeah. There. What was that on the clock? Yeah, he put me on the clock. Fuck. Do one of them, man. Yeah, yeah. put me on the clock. The yeah, I rode the next four bulls. Yeah. Fucking pissed you off. Yeah, yeah, I wrote wrote them off in there. I was back in it. Come in your shirt. Here we go, man. Uh, I get on this bull and had him stuck about four or five seconds. Me and your shirt stumbled and fall over. Oh, shit. Big scary fucker to fall over. Oh, shit. And he's big. Yeah. Yeah. He falls over, man. He's, He's, I got a picture. He's upside down. Yeah. On top of me. And thank God. You know, the ground is soft. Yeah. So I just kind of sink in the ground. And all you see, the picture, all you see is my area boots. <laughs> Sponsor plug. <laughs> that's it. All you that's see it. Is my boots. Yeah, that's it. All you see is them. Just sticking oh, out on one side. And you can't see me. You just yeah. see my boots sticking out at one side of them. And you see him <laughs> laying on top of it, feet in the air. Yeah. And all of the bullfighters around trying to push him the other direction. They push him off of me. They push him back over. That way he don't roll like on top of me. It is a scary feeling. Oh, that was about like when I broke my finger, man. Yeah. Oh, but thank God, dude. I uh, did get up and I'm fine. Yeah. I'm get fine. And, I, and then and then they asked me for a rewrite. But give me 20 seconds. Wait yeah. a minute. I gotta make sure. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> Give me a minute. Uh, so I'm like, I'm feeling everything, you know. Your drilling's going. I mean, shoot, something could be wrong. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. Get it to him. Let me go. 
Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. you always did seem, do you think it's because you put in so much time before the world finals? Like you always seemed to do good at the finals. That was your go-to, right? Yeah. So was I it think. like you say, you didn't, you wouldn't drink and stuff leading up to it and you were yeah. being healthy. And do you think that's yeah. what was the reason that you always had good finals? You were always prepared. I think so. I think I knew, I knew what was up for grabs and you know, a lot of money, life-changing money. I always knew that was right there in front of me. Mm-hmm. And it's all of our goal. Our goal of the season is to get there, and then, and if you can win, and you can win three hundred thousand. Yeah. And I think that had a lot to do with it. That sitting in front of me motivated me. Yeah. And you know, that's that's probably what I was lacking all season. You know, throughout my whole career. You know, if it, it just that's what's hard. It's hard to stay focused, man. All year, yeah. Yeah, you know, every everybody knows the athletes. It's hard to stay focused when you got worldly things and you got, you know, you got events, you know, special events throughout the season and get-togethers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to stay focused. And and I knew the World Finals was life-changing money, and I went at it, and I was ready, prepared physically, mentally, you know, nutrition, you know. It was on key every time I went. Mm-hmm. And it's just like Oklahoma City, I started the season off focused and ready and then you know you have rough patches in there where you know you can't ride every boy you get on and then you get frustrated and you dang it yeah we're gonna turn something around yeah get it right we get a six pack and we drink that six pack. <laughs> <laughs> get my mind right <laughs> uh, dang. yeah uh no but you know it's it's hard you know it's everything's hard you know you, you just got to learn it you know you grow in the sport and focus and yeah. learn how to handle it. you understand the game as you get older and the older i got the better i got like i you know i i won my first event in 09 i won my second event in 2011 and and i won uh my third event in 2016 okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, there's, there's five years yeah. that I was placing when the second is top five. I never could break the ice and win another one. Yeah, never. Until 2016. Yeah. Yeah, 2016, I won four. Yeah, fucking A. But from 2011 to 2020, you know, I made 10 consecutive world finals. You know, because I was consistent. I just, if I was, uh, you know, more, my riding percentage was higher, you know, and I was uh, winning more events, you know, I, you know, I could have probably, been a contender on you know injuries and injuries man it's rough when you get hurt it's just like you mm-hmm. and you get knocked down and you're like dang gotta work myself back up yeah I guess that's so another too. thing it's almost like when i get up there and do good and do good i almost get too comfortable yeah you can't, yeah. You, can't you can't get comfortable up there yeah. and then and that's when bad stuff starts happening yeah you know, that's true yeah you get you know it's almost like i get too soft and I might, get not, to I might not work out as hard. Yeah, I might yeah, not yeah. work out as hard. I might not train as hard. Yeah. And then bam, I get hurt and I like shoot. You know, yeah. I'd be back down. And I then when I get hurt, I would motivate I'd be motivated to get back up there. And I would go back. It's kind of like I'd get the eye of the tiger again. I could rock the dog Like you get hurt and get back up and go at it again. Yeah, you know, I never let adversity, you know, break me. I you know, I'd always make me and I'd come back. Yeah. And that's Another thing, it's I'd lose that motivation a little bit throughout my career. But if I kept it and learned and staying in the zone, if I knew how to stay in the zone all season, yeah, it, you know, it'd been different. 
the million dollar fucking question. Now, know, how do I, I stay know. in the zone? Not, no excuses. You know? No excuses. I don't like yeah. excuses, but that yeah. was that was my troubles. Everybody's had their troubles, and my yeah. trouble was staying in the zone all season. Yeah, yeah that's it's fair. hard to do, and that's probably yeah. why a lot of us didn't win the world. But we're you know we knew how to win. Mm-hmm. Like you, you won events. You know, yeah. Luke Snyder's won events. You know, Stormy's won events, and you know all of us won events. It's just. If we knew how to win all season, yeah, exactly. That's and, the and that next level time, that those guys have. Time. Yep. Yeah. It's like you know the Bulls. You know, you know, Ronaldo Nunez told me one time. He said, he said, Ryan, you can win the world. He said, he said, uh, the only reason why I won the world, he said, because I was lucky. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, I I was lucky that season. Uh, I don't know about that. Anybody can win the world up here. We yeah. all got the talent too. You just got to have a little luck on your side to do it. You know, yeah, you got to yeah. draw the right bulls. You know, you got to. Then when yeah. you get there, you got to be smart about what you pick and be a smart athlete too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just cool. tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like uh, any sport, right? It's just, uh, and you talk about like getting to that to that level and and then kind of losing that momentum because you feel good about where you're at and you're like oh that was that was what i was trying to do and then you you know you don't have that like a mcbride or jb where they get they're yeah. always just ready to always kill it right that's yeah. why they're the best they best there is right that's why those guys yeah. won those champions because yeah. that they were it never was satisfying enough you talk about yeah. your chase outlaw talk about when he was in the world title race a couple years back and he yeah. was his mindset was that he was right on the cut line. He was, you know, second yeah. or third in the world, but he kept his mindset that he was on the cut line because he knew yeah. that, that he had to feel like if he didn't ride, he was going to get cut from tour and keep that right. uh, that mindset going, right? So it's just right. finding – it's a head game, man. You know that. It's, it's just game. finding that finding that niche. Well, works you know, that next for, level. Works for you, yeah. That's yeah. one thing I, I wasn't able to find. I mean, yeah. that year I won the finals, I finished fourth in the world, and that was the highest I ever finished. Yeah, well, I think forward. you did pretty. I think you had a pretty yeah. good career, bud. Pretty epic one, man. Fuck, that's yeah. longevity and the yeah. world finals wins. Oh man, yeah, no, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't look back and think that you didn't have a one yeah. of the best careers in history, man. It's it's unreal. It's so cool to see. I won't keep you. Uh, I appreciate me. A whole uh, a whole lot longer, but I do have a couple more questions for you. Um, the one is the. The global cups. Did you did you love that aspect of riding for a team and riding for team? Did you ride for you went to the to the to World Cup back in the day, yeah. right? And yeah, then, I went to the yeah. World Cup back day in 09. Talk yeah. about that experience. What was that like? You were just a kid um, at that point. Just, Brazil's yeah, crazy. Fun. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. They they called me up and yeah, of course, you know, I went. It was uh me, JB, Austin, uh Zach Brown, yeah. Ryan McConnell. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Good yeah. Team. yeah, we had a pretty good team, real good team. And, uh, man, it was fun. Dude, they took care of us. They fed us good, uh, fresh, fresh fruit, mm-hmm. good good beef. You know, it was good. All sorts of meats that was there. Uh, they took care of us. Uh, little room, hotels. And, uh, man, it was, it was a 10-hour airplane ride. And then it was a 10-hour bus ride where we had to go. Yeah. So it was a pretty good trip. Uh, J.W. Hart was uh, the coach. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, and then going to the like the the World Cups or Global yeah. Cups. Now they're called. Did you ever ride for Team America or what was the like the? the I know you were the Wolves. Yeah. 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 Never so, did ride for the the yeah. Eagles. The USA Eagles never did. 
I'll, uh, I stick with the the wolves. Was that but, cool yeah, was, for you being a about, Cherokee? It was talked about, but I couldn't. Kid. Yeah, I couldn't do that to the wolves. Yeah, it was talked about, and I've, yep. I've been a wolf. Yeah, and it was pretty neat because all there was our team. You know, it was all sorts of tribes. I mean, we had seven different tribes on the team. Uh, we we was really good the first year, and then I got hurt the second year and wasn't able to compete with the guys. But I was still there and a part of it. But it was really special to be a part of the team, and uh, you know, you know, the U.S. You know, we end up winning the next year. You know, Brazil's a good team. Y'all have a good yep. team too. Yep. Yeah. You know, everybody is just great athletes, and it was pretty neat, special to be able to be a part of the team aspect of the sport because we're individually. Yeah. We've been doing it individual our whole life, and being a part of team, it just it's a new, it's a different atmosphere, different you know, new feeling. Uh, I think it opened doors for the future. Fucking, okay, that's cool. Yep. All right, Derek. This is uh, the NFP podcast. Uh, we have our own meanings on it. I would like to know what hashtag NFP means to you. NFP, it, it means uh, you know, tough cowboy. Uh, you know, good values, uh, you're true to yourself and, uh, you know, hardworking, dedicated, and, uh, you know, just all around good person is what it means to me. Oh, would you look at that quick mic drop for my man. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, uh, I got a bunch of more questions here for you. So we might have to, I tell this to lots of the guys, but I might have to get you back on to, to do this again because uh okay we guess we got a bunch more of your career to get through and a bunch of funny oh, stories yeah. that i didn't yeah, know funny ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, man. yeah we're building that house dude we got it's coming up yeah it's coming it's a 3700 square foot house damn yeah. two-story do yeah. it yeah and then get married october yeah. 23rd yeah that's a big year big year for you yeah yeah. Okay, well, we'll stay in touch over these next little whiles, and we'll keep yeah. keep the updates going on your uh, on your life afterwards. And you said you got yeah. some uh, some bucking stock too. So is that are you going to try to stay yeah. in the game that way, racing yeah. bulls? Yeah, and- I'm, I'm going to try to stay in the game, and uh, we put on uh, bull riding schools too. I didn't put on two this year. Sweet. Yeah, me and Zane Cook, he just lived down the road, and uh, Judd Napier, bullfighter, close right. by. So yeah, we're uh, we got a pretty good team going on, and we're just. Uh, trying to help everybody in the area and it's actually fun it's good and it's good teaching now i mean i, I enjoy it do you Helping like that out. yeah it's yeah. fun i enjoy doing that yeah so i'm still part of the game you know and uh it's it's fun and i still team rope i do i, I do team rope quite a bit have you ever followed off your horse have you ever followed off your horse yeah you better tell that one you gotta tell that story you gotta tell that Dude. Because you've teamed oh, up your whole life, you said, right from like itty bitty, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. We're all right. We're uh, Fort Smith. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this story to tell you that story. So yeah, we're at Fort right. Smith, uh, and me, my buddy, and uh, my dad. And uh, dad's roping. Dude, he's freaking sawed two feet off twice. Third steer come around, man. He's set up. He's set up. All he's got to do is catch. Header turns for him. He catches him. Goes the go the horn. Misses the horn. Yeah. Besides to hang on to the rope. And I'm sitting here, <laughs> I'm sitting here videoing because he's roping good, you know. I'm like, I gotta get this on video. And uh me and Mike sitting down at the end of it. There's a lot of people in the stands, packed house, you know, mm-hmm. team ropers everywhere. Dad hangs on to the rope, misses <laughs> the horn, jerks him, 
<laughs> Dirksen completely off his horse. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's flying in the air, laying around his belly. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh. it's quiet. All of a sudden, you hear me and Mike laughing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Video. I'm like, Mike, you see that? He gets up. He gets up. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I got that on video. I'm showing everybody around home. You know, look, check this out. Yeah. Dad's falling off. Anyway, you believe in karma? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say karma hits you. <laughs> All right. We're going to a team row for the next weekend. Uh, we're in another same deal, same situation. I come back. I rope two feet, go to the horn. When I go to the horn, my horse kind of stumbles, steps yeah. backwards a little bit. When she steps backwards, she sets down a little bit. And when she sets down, you know, I'm like looking at the horn, looking at the horn the whole time. Don't have, can't look. I don't even see the flagger, dude. The flagger's out of view. My horse's head's in the way. She's kind of reared up. And when she sets back, as soon as she sets back, I like, oh no, something. She's coming <laughs> over. So I just. <laughs> I freaking my lost my let go of my rope. When I let go of my rope, I let go of the horn and all and I rode off the back. <laughs> so I, I, let, I let go of ropes. I thought I was gonna get bad. And yeah. I fall off the back, roll off, hit the ground, look up, and I'm like, dang, everybody's quiet again, embarrassed. You know, I'm like, shoot. Yeah. And your dad's <laughs> laughing. Everybody's like, you okay? I'm like, Guys, I'm all right. I fall off all the time. You know? Oh, shit. This is nothing. Oh, <laughs> I walk, karma. I'm, like, down, I'm like, dang, man, this sucks. <laughs> <Be> <laughs> later, my, instant my, karma. My he said, you got the flag. So he I did? Oh, you got the flag? I didn't see it. I couldn't see nothing because she reared up. It's a bad deal. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I walked out. Freak. Everybody's laughing at me now. Oh, man. <laughs> this is what I get. Yeah instant karma so do you still dude is there like you'd go to big ropings like you you see mike white winning fucking hundreds of thousands yeah, with his yeah, wife yeah, and shit mike. do you yeah, mike, yeah, roll with mike is yeah, that something yeah. that you I, still like still roll yeah. with or kind of like yeah. want to pursue even further maybe uh no just team ropings dude yeah that's it just those big old world series team ropings uh USTRCA stuff like that yeah. i'm gonna go out to vegas. i want to go out to vegas this year if i can yeah. uh, shoot out to go out broke during the nfr Yep. They got the World Series finals at the South Point. Yep. That pays 100000 to win in. There's about three or four different ropings a year that pays 100000 Mike, Mike seems to win one every year. Yeah, Mike it's White. unreal. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Well, this is freaking uh, tons of fun. It's good to catch yeah. up with you. It's been too long. Oh, yeah. We'll have to yeah, I know it. do it more. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll stay in touch and watch you. Right. Watch your roping. Watch your yeah. – that's right. <laughs> Get married and your new house yeah, and your business. So awesome oh, to baby. see you uh, doing yeah. good now that your your boat riding career is over, but you're you're moving in the right direction. Yeah, proud of, proud of what you did in your career and big fan and was happy to share a locker room with you and look forward oh, to seeing yeah. what comes for you in the future. Thank you, Tanner. I appreciate it, man. Heck yeah. Okay, this yeah. has been the NFP podcast with Ryan. Got a case of beer in the back of the trunk You know I'm getting down, you know I'm getting drunk You got damn right, Jim Sharp You got damn right, Jim Sharp You know that's right, you know that's true Tip your hat to the ladies, how do, how do You got damn right, Jim Sharp Said you got damn right, Jim Sharp You got damn right, Jim Sharp I said you got damn right, Jim Sharp Well, it ain't about money and it ain't 
remember your name I sleep in my truck and I drive through the rain Getting down hard, that's why I came Give me ten bulls and I'll cover all ten I'm the best that there's ever been You're goddamn right, Jim Sharp You're goddamn right, Jim Sharp Ty Murray dates June, now he drives a Lexus I'm the baddest motherfucker out of Stephenville, Texas You goddamn right, Jim Sharp Said you goddamn right, Jim Sharp You goddamn right, Jim Sharp I said you goddamn right, Jim Sharp Well, it ain't about money and it ain't about fame If you're a badass, then remember your name I sleep in my truck and I drive through the Jim Sharp, you goddamn right, Jim Sharp. You know that's right, you know that's true. Talk about me, I don't give a fuck about you. You goddamn right, Jim Sharp. Said you goddamn right, Jim Sharp. You goddamn right, Jim Sharp. I said you goddamn right, Jim Sharp.